to the guys at America, to the grassroots of the United States, the truth about Israel as this amazing, God-blessed, Jewish-labored land is number one in the world in technology, agriculture, and medicine, and the vast amounts of humanitarian work that the Jewish people do around the world. Folks, it is truly amazing. What I've seen here in almost four years, as Insight to Israel is in the top 20% out of 26,000 radio shows in the United States. So uh, what I've been ex- able to experience and show you in the social media and Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, uh, how amazing this country is, uh, the people, how beautiful the people are, and their fight for sovereignty and security on a daily basis as the world tries to boycott and stab and murder and bomb and rocket this amazing little strip of land that belongs eternally to the Jewish people. It is amazing uh, how they thrive and survive every day. And thank you, thank you to the guys at America's Web Radio. Uh, we started out this, this program uh, in March of 2013. And now we are officially recognized because of the amount of listeners around the world. We are officially recognized by the Israeli government as a media outlet on the same level as Fox News, CNN, BBC. It is amazing, amazing what one person can do when you set your mind to it. And let me say, it's not just one person. There are many people that are praying, that are providing, that are supporting this work that we're doing here in Israel. Uh, it's not always what I'd like it to be, but I'm thankful for what it is. And uh, so I'm very thankful to the guys at America's Web Radio. also want to say thank you to everyone who looks at our social media, watches our social media, likes our social media, shares it, uh, to get this truth out. It's because of you and many other people that we are able to show through Insight to Israel and Chocolates for Heroes how amazing this country is. And I'm very thankful for every one of you. And also I want to say uh, thank you to those that are participators and not spectators in sending chocolates for heroes to these soldiers where Americans send literally thousands of Hershey's chocolate bars with notes on them to the soldiers. We love you. We pray for you. We stand with you. Folks, I just went to a base yesterday. Iris Burrell, my executive administrator, we actually got invited to a base uh, down past Beersheba in the Negev Desert. It is actually a base where American and Israeli soldiers train together, but not just train together. This is very interesting. Where the Israeli soldiers teach the American soldiers about urban warfare, urban combat. Because this is what you've dealt with, what the, what the Jewish people have dealt with long before 1948. And uh, it's amazing how, let me say this again, America, there's a reason why you are no longer number one in the world. Let me, let me clarify that your arrogance And thinking that you're the greatest country in the world, let me clarify, you are not any longer. And that is your own making, your own demise. As your government and your culture are corrupt and godless and getting godless every day. But Israel, God has got His hand on this country. 
on this land, on this people, and Israel is number one. Let me say it. Technology, agriculture, and medicine, not the United States. Americans, you got plenty to be thankful for, but you got more to be ashamed of. This, I say this as an American. Sir, I'm, I'm, this, is not, I'm, this is my radio show, so I can say what I want. We are now paying for sex changes for our military with our tax dollars. And you wonder why the Russians mock us and the Muslims laugh at us. We're paying for insane, insane things like that. I mock the United States government. This is the voice of insight to Israel and Michael Gano. But we're in a very sad state. We fund the enemies of Israel, over a dozen Muslim countries. We give them weapons. We fund the Palestinian Authority. This needs to be said. This is Michael Gano and Inside Israel speaking. We give hundreds of millions of dollars to Abu Mazen, Mahmoud Abbas. And every time a rocket comes from the Aza, it's paid for by the American taxpayers. I love Americans, but I have a very sharp intolerance for what is happening, the injustice to the Jewish people by my government that is arming Jordan, uh, Egypt, Syria, Lebanon, Iran. We're helping Iran now. We've helped them because we've lifted the embargo. And this is not just Barack Obama. This is both political parties. I don't, I don't normally do this. Sometimes I do. But with that being said, America, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. And the only way to do that, this is amazing, sir, amazing. America is an idea. A concept. You know what a concept is. It's, a, it's an idea. I can take that concept wherever I go in the world. Because it has to be in here first. But when we lose the concept as Americans, we must, in order to regain the concept, we must go back to the concrete, which is God, the Jewish people, the Bible, and Israel. We will never ever be as great as we were unless we do that. That's amazing. That's great stuff, sir. We must return to the concrete, which is Israel. And God already said, it was a promise to Abraham. Those that bless you, I will bless. Those that curse you, I will curse. Americans love this country. Sir, I said today, I could spit on the ground, say it was in Israel, and get 2,000 likes in a couple of hours. Because that's how much people love this country. Anyway, with that being said, I'm glad that I, this, I, no one can fire me for my job if they don't like what I say. Because <laughs> I work for myself. Anyway, I am here. Uh, that was my great introduction. And uh, I want to say thank you to all Americans that support the Israeli soldiers. And uh, we were at this base. The soldiers were encouraged. It was amazing. Uh, we actually asked them to sign an Israeli flag and uh, leave a message on there for Americans. And it was an amazing, amazing time. I actually had one soldier write on the flag, you made me proud to be a Jew. And uh, wow, if we can do that, if we can instill, that's what I tell the soldiers, be proud to be a Jew, not an Israeli. Because there would be no Israel if it weren't for the Jews. Be proud to be a Jew. And do not let them steal your Jewishness from you, whether you're religious or not. You are still a Jew by design. God said to Abraham, from your seed, I will make a great nation, a great people. The religion came later. But uh, anyway, we were proud to be on the base. And uh, we're going to throw up the video on YouTube this weekend and uh, send you pictures. But that being said... Uh, our, uh, 
With that being said, uh, thank you to everyone that gives two chocolates for heroes. So, moving forward, I am here in the city of Or Yehuda. Did I say that right? Yes. Or Yehuda. And uh, I'm actually at the, help me say this museum right, sir. Hmm? The museum. We are at the Babylonian. Heritage Jewish Babylonian Center. Heritage Jewish Babylonian Center. And uh, wow, we tell us your name, sir. Lavi Serfatin. Lavi Serfatin. Yes. And we actually met just a few nights ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shuki Cohen and I do a lot of work together with the soldiers, and that we were at an art exhibit where a percentage of the proceeds of the sold art goes to the lone soldiers. Exactly. Am, I, am I correct? Exactly. And you had some artwork there. Yes. And uh, that's where I was uh, privileged to meet you, sir. And I want to say thank you <laughs> for being on Insight to Israel. And, uh, wow, you told me about this museum. And I showed up, and I stood on the outside, and I thought, wow, this is... what. It, first of all, the architecture on the outside of this building is amazing. It's beautiful. Yes, it's beautiful. And uh, now you've been actually working here uh, and contributing to the museum for thirty years. About thirty years, yes. Now, what uh, what what town are you from here in Israel? From 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 Kiryatono. Kiryatono, which yes. is not too far from no, here. No, not too far. And uh, now, to to give our listeners who may not know Israel all that well, you go to a map. And just find Ben Gurion Airport. Exactly, it's not far from the Ben Gurion Airport. And, and we're very close to Ben Gurion Airport. In fact, one of the things that stands out to me about, unfortunately, about Or Yehuda, is a very special young lady that's from here. Uh, her name was Hadar Cohen. Hadar Cohen. Normally answer numbers of people I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so uh, a, a young lady by the name of Hadar Cohen, who was a soldier that was killed uh, several months ago. I know. I actually attended her funeral, which is right. from, she was from here. Yeah, it's from Oyuda. Great young lady. That's right. Great young lady. We pray for her family. I went to the, actually attended the funeral, and then came here on Memorial Day to, oh, to yeah. be with her family. Amazing people. So, with that being said, Or Yehuda's got uh, good or bad. It's got some good memories for me, and this is actually one of them here. And uh, let me ask you something. How did you? End up becoming involved with uh, with the the, the Jewish uh, the, the, uh, Jewish heritage Jewish Center. heritage Babylonian Museum. Museum. How did you get involved? Uh, I'm work, I, I am a designer of museum. I designed few museums in Israel, also for the. You designed this museum. The inside, no doubt. The inside. No, I'm doing. I'm doing. A, I'm working here about thirty years of designing exhibition here. Not all of them, but some of them. Yeah. And uh, till now, I'm uh, continuing because there are always something new, something uh, a new contribution of money that you can continue to do. Absolutely. The the project where uh, the museum has a lot of project to do, and uh, now uh, we finished the designers uh, uh, pavilion uh, of exhibition downstairs. Now we are going to. 
to do other things on the second floor. So one of my big exhibition here is the 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 absorption of uh, Jews from Iraq to Israel after they left uh, Iraq. Wow. After they left Iraq, uh, there was immigrant to Israel, and they have to sign on a special uh, paper in Iraq that they will never come back to Iraq. You, really? You you give up you give up your citizenship. You give back your document. You you give back everything, and you are not allowed to come back any any time. Wow! Yes, and you live you live here all you you live in Iraq all your. Um, give me one second. Wow, that's amazing that they they have to sign a document that they they leave everything, they all their goods, their house, their home, their they can uh, carry with them only one suitcase. And really, there was very well, well people, uh, wealthy here, people, wealthy people with a lot of money, enterprise, factories, and houses. There was really very rich families. Wow! As, as then uh, the most of the population came to Israel, but many went to uh, to England, to London, and they are very well known all over the world now because of uh, their business and their, what they are doing now. But. Uh, but uh, the majority come to Israel. Uh, the starting was very difficult because they have to live in tents yeah. for a few years and then to move to an uh, iron house. They lived in a, actually, it, for, for the listeners, uh, not I'm adding to what you just said, they actually lived in a shed, what we call a shed in the United States, a metal shed. Yeah, exactly. That's man. Let me ask you this real quick. Uh, first of all, this sounds very much like when you were in Egypt. Because mm. when you were in Egypt, yeah. Moses said, okay, well, you need to, first of all, get the gold from your neighbors. Take uh, as much yeah. gold as you can. Yes. Uh, but you left with very little. With nothing, almost nothing. Just one suitcase. For this is such a, an amazing story That's right. for the Jewish but people. It's happened to many, many people. Not for, not only from uh, from Iraq, but also from Egypt. All, all the Jewish people has to leave Egypt in 1956 50, or something like 1956. this. 1956. Yeah. They have to live with nothing on in 24-hour. Wow. And they left. They, they went to France, to to Italy, to everywhere that they can go, because they have to live in 24 hours. Unbelievable. During the time of Nazi. And they, there was also very wealthy people. Yes, uh, with the, There was very healthy people with a lot of money, houses and, and belonging, you know. They left everything and they just go away. Wow. Not only from Iraq, from Egypt, from many other countries. Yeah, a lot of uh, uh, Middle Eastern and yeah. even North Africa. So a countries. lot of money, of Jewish money, is still in those countries. You know what's amazing? I, I think this is fascinating because when uh, they had the last shooting in France mm-hmm. and Bibi went there, now, yeah. now France is not particularly a friend of the Jewish people let alone Israel. Yeah. Okay? And the Muslims run the French people. Exactly. First it was the uh, Hitler, and now it's the Muslims. The Muslims are all over Europe. They can. Because uh, they, they're also in politics. The Europeans get what they deserve for persecuting the Jews. <laughs> exactly. With that being said, uh, Bibi went to France, 
And he said, French Jews come home. Yeah, exactly. And the, the president of France, Was who is shocked. selling goods to Iran, yes. he got very angry. Very upset. And he said, France is not France without the French Jews. I'm sorry, French, you're lazy, good-for-nothing, wine-drinking, <laughs> cheese-eating bastards. Let me say, I never really? curse on my radio show, but I don't like the French, and you persecuted the Jews, and you're so lazy that if the French Jews pull all their money out of France, right now, your economy would completely collapse. That's exactly what the facts are. But, and I, when I say bastard, let me say, sir, I do not curse on my radio show. So to clarify for the Americans listening, a bastard is a child without a father. <laughs> so I, I just have a deep, I went to the French embassy last night. I have a deep-rooted disgust for Europeans in general but especially for the French. Oh. My heritage comes from France. Maybe. And when I think about what cowards they are, I hate cowards. Sir. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> but uh, this is fascinating. So uh, what I've seen here, you took me on a tour of the, of the museum. And it is truly amazing to see this history from the Babylonian captivity up to today. Now, for me, as someone who loves Jewish history, loyalty, America, Zioni, uh, I especially find it fascinating when you showed me pictures about these young people creating groups in, in Iraq. Yes. And they felt that pull, that tug, but they knew they needed to prepare to come here to start their life. Exactly. This is uh, really the, the first Zionist movement in Iraq. They start to organize all the new generation because the old generation and the rabbi didn't agree to live. They didn't agree at all. That's crazy. No, there was... A, there, there was a, they comfortable. Said, not comfortable. It was not on... They, they said that it will pass over. We, we are here so many times. We have all the heritage of the Judaism. The Judaism start in Iraq. Because before, before uh, Judaism, the people in Israel was... Was not Jewish. There was Israel. Israel is all the tribes. Okay. And from the Jerusalem belonged to the tribe of Judah. Right. So the Jewish was exiled to to uh, the, the tribe of Judah was exiled to Iraq. Right. And then in Babel, Shalom. And then in, in Babylon, this is the CEO of the. Ah, the CEO. Yes. I wish I, wish, I, wish. I didn't realize I'd be sitting in the nice presence of royalty. <laughs> and she's, she's, she speaks very good English, but better than me. Very nice. I hope I get to have the chance. Who are you? My name is Michael. We're actually recording Hi, from our radio show, Insight to Israel. Oh, okay. Where I tell Hi, the nice truth about you. the Jewish state that the media and the Islam. The truth about the Jewish state? It's amazing. You have a low UD. has a truth. America. Well, everyone else lies. Even us Jews have different truths. Even everyone else lies. And the yes. truth that I tell is pure truth. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely I'm sure. it is. Absolutely. Always in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> yes. Or the ears of the listener. Or the ears of the listener. Can. <laughs> So, uh, so it was a pleasure to meet you, ma'am. So it started there. I mean, they, they, they write the first book, the Talmud. Uh, was writing in the, the Talmud. The oral law. Yeah. The, the oral, oral also, the, uh, the Torah by, by, without writing. Oral law. Yes. Yeah. It started there. They start all the, the, the new law, the new uh, tradition of uh, the, Ju the Judaism was started in, 
in Iraq, and Ezra, Ezra Sofer, Ezra the Ezra, prophet. He is a prophet, but he was a scribe. He was a scribe. He used yeah. to write the talk. He is the one who write everything. Yeah. And it was there. It was so, right there in Baghdad. Not in Baghdad. Babylon. Ba- Babylon. Baghdad was not uh, yet uh, yeah. established. It was Babylon. Babylon was the, the big city, and uh, uh, then the, the Judaism start in Babylon. So really, the ancestor, who did, the rabbi, who didn't want to come to Israel, said, "We are here for this tradition of uh, thousands of years. We're not going to leave because he started everything. This is the first Jewish pe- people who was there in Babylon, and but uh, the." The youngest was much, much more strong, and all the family first. The children went by themselves alone. Wow! By feet, they go by feet. They were, wow. they, was, they were arrested. They were. Was, it was very difficult. They just left by night without telling the parents that they are living, and they come to Israel by any kind of way. And many, many kind of. That's amazing. Yes, and afterwards, the parents also go after them. They didn't want to. They come to Israel to kibbutz to everywhere. Never mind. And then the family come, <laughs> like it is today. Yeah. When I see New Orleans and they get settled here and have a family, once you have grandchildren, exactly. Eventually, the grandparents it's come. Many times. Even now, the, the the young Jewish people from France they come before the parents and afterward the parents come. Yeah. And this is the the way it's working. And uh, you know how much I, I'll tell you what, sir. Let me say this. Your history is so amazing. Mm-hmm. I embrace it. I love it. Uh, there's so many things that have enriched my life about it, uh, and given me, given me individually, and I hope to many of our listeners that I get emails from. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say, "Listen, I'll never get to Israel. I'll probably never get there, but I'm seeing it uh, on a very simplistic, in a very simplistic way that I would never see in the media." Yeah. And to hear you say, talk about these young people that would just, that have this vision. Yes. They knew, they knew that uh, the future would not be so very good for them. And uh, if, uh, last week there was here the, uh, the opening of this, this, uh, this part of the Zion that I show you. Okay. There was the opening. And there was one of the young on this day, he's now 91, Shlomo Hillel, he was in the Knesset. And he is a very, very known very well known and he's the one who started he uh, Shlomo Hillel and Mordechai Ben Porat who is the the president of this he built this this building okay. 93 now there was the first the two young men at this time who who start all the idea of coming back to coming to Israel and living here <coughs> wow and uh, they gathered the people they, they tried to organize and they got help from the the, the, the Israeli, uh, it was not st- not yet a state, right. but there was uh, uh, contact by by Morse, by radio. They had the, the they have the contact. some code, a lot of codes, a lot of codes. Yeah, secret codes. You said messages codes. exactly because it was forbidden to come here. Of course, it was forbidden. Wow, it was forbidden, and they, they come uh, in, the, in the way clandestine uh, immigrant. Clandestine, yeah, it's top secretly. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. But uh, afterwards, when well, they start the pogrom, so then the rabbi and everyone understand there's no future here, and they all left, and they leave everything. You know, it's so sad that when authority uh, doesn't see it, mm. 
And it takes someone stepping outside and saying, listen, your eyes are blinded. We got to move. Yeah, exactly. It's happened, it's happened in Europe. Right. They want to, to leave before the young. There was a, a lot of groups of young. They want to leave Europe. But the rabbi didn't let them go. You know, that... In, 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 in Hungary. Okay. The rabbi was very strong. They didn't let the people to go. So we stay here. And they always executed. The rabbi ran away. Wow. I trained, but the, 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 the young, the, all the, the community. Right okay. now in the United States, uh, and I, I, look, I say this with great respect, but there's a group I'm aware of called Chabad. Yes, Chabad. And I, I've, been in, I've, I've spoken with some of their people before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, please, you must come home now. Leave the United States. Empty your bank accounts. Sell your homes. I, this is what I tell the American Jews to do. Leave Shmolanim, leftist ideology in the United States. Don't bring your cultural corruption here. Come here and be a part of this country and make the country stronger. That's right. And this this girl that's a friend of mine, she said, oh, but the Jews have to be better. I said, did Moses tell the Jews you have to be better Jews before you leave Egypt? Then we'll go. Yes, but things are not moving like this. Never people go out. Uh, move from one place to another one by uh, by uh, speech or something like this. Right. They have to feel it from themselves. Right. And then it's what happened also to to the community of uh, Morocco. The yeah. Moroccan Jews was a very good uh, condition in Morocco, also with the Muslim community, very good collection. Never never had a pogrom or something like this. Sometimes there was you know they came against it. Yeah, but not much, not much, very little. And then suddenly, all the population, when the French, the French left Morocco, the Jewish was feeling insecure because the Muslim will be the exactly. They were insecure. Even the, the king, the king said, "Don't don't leave. We are we are in security here. I take care of you. We believe in you. Don't leave in Morocco." But what the Jews left in, in uh, two years, all. Wow. It's about 700,000 people. Wow. They left Morocco uh, to Canada, to France, to the state, and to Israel. Right. Yes, and most, the, the most population came to Israel, about 300,000. Wow. Israel. In very bad condition, time also. Yeah. Also the tent, the transit camp, and everything. It was very difficult also. And then... Uh, uh, a very little community stay in Morocco, about uh, uh, 2,000, 1,000 people. You know, this is very interesting, uh, Lily. This is very interesting because I want to say to the American Jews, you can either come... To me? No. No, no, here. You can either come when it's easy, come when it's easy when you can bring everything... Exactly. Or come when it's hard. Because, you know what, sir, let me say this. I'm very, very serious when I say this to the American Jews. You think the doors that the United States government is so great that it will always keep the doors open for you? No government, no people are guaranteed their freedom tomorrow. That's right. Nothing guarantees you. You know, in, in Morocco, uh, my father used to work in a, in a big shop of... Uh, uh, radio, uh, uh, you know, kind of electric, electric, electric uh, and one day he was on the, sh- on the shop and he, he, he listened to someone who was speaking Hebrew, 
two people were speaking Hebrew between them. So he went to them and said, I'm Jew, I'm Jew, you need something. I understand what you are talking about. Can. Because he understands Hebrew, every Jew knows a little bit Hebrew. He said, yes, we are looking for a radio, a short, short, short wave radio, to listen to Israel. We are, we are, uh, we are from Israel, from the Mossad, and we come to organize people to go, to come to Morocco, to Israel, to leave Morocco and to come to Israel. Wow. It was in about 54, 54, 55. My father was so excited. He invited them and he take he take care of them because they was persecuted by the by the police. Was it forbidden? To leave Morocco, so he was um, helping them to run away from one place to another, to hotels, and even in our place. And they, they talked to my father, "What do you stay here? You have to come. You have young children. Come to Israel. This is the future." Yeah. Yes. So we left. We left Morocco with all our stuff, wow. with the car, on the on the boat, our car, all our everything. Everything you left behind. Everything we, we took by, by ourselves. We become a father knew how to import and export. Ah, okay. We export everything to Israel, to our home. Do me a favor, hold that thought. We're going to come back for the next segment. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel Chocolates for Heroes. We'll be right back. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. When someone gives an answer, it is either in response to a question or a command to respond. And those who might be in the grammar would either term it a noun or a verb. In mathematics, an answer is the solution to a problem, and problems are plentiful. Who do you turn to for answers? The Lord is near to all who call on Him, said the psalmist. And God invites you as He says, Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. Our problem is that we search for answers in all the wrong places. We would do well to remember that God cares and He hears our hurts. To prove it, He said, I'll answer while you're still speaking, and I will hear. What problem do you have today? What answer do you seek? Who do you turn to for solutions? God has the answers. He is the answer. This is John Bryan bringing you today's key word. Passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth. That's what Dr. Michael Youssef does each week on Leading the Way. And now you can listen right here on Radio Sandy Springs. Join Dr. Youssef for profound teaching and insight into the worldwide ministry of Leading the Way. You'll also hear accounts of how the gospel message is reaching some of the darkest areas of the world. So join us for Leading the Way. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Oh, me and my sister have to go to internet, to school, outside of home. There was a place for children, you know? Yeah. Inter, inter, intern school. Intern, intern school? Intern school. Okay. So there you, you go there with a, a lot of children from Europe, from Iran. Ah, you had an international school. No, not it. School, you, 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 you learn agriculture and you study... And everything, but you sleep, you stay there, you eat there. Ah, oh, wow! So it's all just the kids. Inter internet. Are you inter inter school? Are you calling? Can't. I'm. I'm. I'm not exactly the word we're looking for, but that's okay. We know. It's school that you are not at home. You are outside of the home. They gather people from all the immigrants. And right. We live together. We work a little bit. Yeah. 
Well, because now it's amazing when I travel this country and I see there's such an abundance of blessing. Yes, but there are many people who still have very, very bad conditions. Can, can. Many people. No, it's not. Uh, it's not really ideal because the people really grow and become stronger, beautiful, everything. But there are a lot of people. One of three or. Or one of four, I don't know how many right. still are in a very bad condition. This wow. is not good. This is very bad. Well, look, I mean, we'll, you're always going to have poor people. But too much. Too much. Well, too we, much. Let's, too much. We, we need to do what we can to help them. Uh, no. No. The, the state can do more. They, they can do much, much more. Yeah. They prefer to do other things, but not this. Right. Well, you got Especially, a lot of things going on in this country. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's not, it's not an easy country, but it's a wonderful. Really, it's wonderful to be here. Absolutely. I like to be here. I like to come back here. I like uh, the way our life is uh, going. I am an artist now. I'm doing design. We're we're we are well uh, well conditioned now. It's okay. Yeah. But it was difficult to do. Amazing. Amazing. Especially for the European who come after the Shoah to Israel. After the Holocaust. Holocaust. It was very difficult for them also, as well. Not only for the Moroccan or the Iraqi, for the European, it was very, very difficult. Right. I can't imagine having your whole entire family wiped out. They they lost all the family. They come by by themselves. It was very difficult. Well, I am thankful to God (laughs) that the Jewish people... Someone I said one time after a Muslim had killed... uh, a civilian here it was back during when the Intifada started. Yeah. And I was doing a video and I said, it's another beautiful day in the Jewish state. Mm. And someone commented and they said on, on my Facebook and they said, how could you say it's another beautiful day in the Jewish state with all of this going yeah. on? And I, I responded and I said, I can say that it's another beautiful day in the Jewish state because no matter what happens, there is mm-hmm. a Jewish state. Oh. That's good. And, uh, you know, I don't know what hard times are as an American. Mm. Uh, We're soon going to find out because it's going to get harder. But with that being said, uh, the resiliency and the resolve of the people here is uh, amazing. Mm. Okay. And to hear your story, like, you know, talk about what you went through. And again, when you're a kid, if, if you've never had it, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah, but it's okay. As, yeah. as a, a children, everything is okay. If you have your parents nearby you, you can pass everything. Yeah. Sir, I want to say thank you for being on the show. Me too. And uh, You are a very nice uh, guy. It was very nice to meet you in my exhibition and in the, the other exhibition also. And uh, I, uh, I hope to see you again. Now yeah. I, will, I will follow you. Definitely. And we, uh, we want to say thank you. We actually gave... I uh, gave you a cup of truth, the insight to Israel, chocolates for heroes, cup of truth. And, uh, you know, some people ask what the truth is, mm-hmm. and everybody has their own version of the truth. Well, everybody's got an opinion. But I'm very happy that here at Insight to Israel, I can guarantee that nothing's perfect, but no. 95% of the time we're telling the truth. Right. So, uh, anyway, thank you, sir, for being okay, on the radio show. You. And uh, we're going to have another interview coming up, and we'll be right back. And we're back. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel and Chocolates for Heroes. We just wanted to finish up that last 10 minutes of an amazing interview. 
and uh, we're very thankful to, to be here today. Uh, been here for a number for a few hours now, taking a tour of the uh, Babylonian Heritage Jewish, Jewish Heritage Center, and uh, I am here actually with Ori Bahar Levy, and you're actually the curator mm-hmm. uh, for the center. Uh, I like to think of it as a an amazing museum. Thank you very much. And what I've seen here, Orly, in this place is, wow, it's so rich with knowledge and history and uh, the beauty of the Jewish people when they were in exile. Uh, and then to see from the late 1800s to today, or up until 1948, to see how they could feel that pull, mm-hmm. that longing uh, for home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I interviewed a, a Holocaust survivor not too long ago, and we donated chocolate bars, Hershey's mm-hmm. chocolate bars, to, to the Shoah survivors to put notes on them to the soldiers. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the ladies said, you could, you could feel it, you could see it in, in, her, in, her, in her face, and you could hear it in her voice. She said, now we have an army to protect us. Exactly, she's right. And when I think about, when I remember hearing the stories of persecution of the Jewish people and the world, no matter how much they say it, no matter how much they talk, will not act to defend the Jewish people. You've got to do it yourselves. Absolutely. You know, you could could see it also in the history of uh, the Jews in Iraq. Because uh, in 1941, there was a very big uh, pogrom in Baghdad. Now, can you can you share with the listeners who may not be so familiar what pogrom means? Pogrom is um, when uh, people come to a come neighborhood to, or somewhere that visit to kill the Jews. To kill uh, not a uh, one or two. As many, as many as you can. Can. In a, wow. Yes. Wow. And usually it happens in several hours, uh, maybe a couple of days, and, uh, and that's it. And the, the purpose is to kill Jews. Wow. To kill, to uh, rape, to destroy. The Jewish people. Yes. Orly, let me ask you something. First of all, how long have you been curator here at the museum? Or at the, I, I say it's a museum. To me, it's a... It's, it's a cultural center, basically. I guess you could say, can I use that term? What? Cultural center. Of course, absolutely. Uh, how long have you been curator here? Curator, uh, almost uh, four years. Nice. Yes. That's longer than some people have been married. Yes. <laughs> I'm working here for um, almost 20 years. Wow. I started to work here as a art history student. Wow. Yes. So you've got a long history with this building. Exactly. That's, so uh, w- what, for the whole time that you've been here, is there an event or something that stands out in your mind as the most memorable uh, in all the years that you've been associated with this center? Mm, event. Uh, events, let's think. Uh, I think uh, when after uh, Saddam Hussein uh, wow. left Iraq. Absolutely. 
and uh, after uh, his uh, government uh, felt um, some Jews came to Israel really really from and Iraq from Iraq seven Jews came to Israel in uh, 2003 Wow there was a couple of old people yeah but it was amazing I can't imagine what that must and they been came like. to visit the museum really yes now let me this is go ahead and uh, it was amazing uh, you know to see people and uh, one of them also knew knew some Hebrew and uh, he sang songs of uh, Chaim Nachman Bialik you heard about him no I'm not familiar with him this is the most famous uh, poet of Israel wow the, before uh, Israel state was established many many years ago many years ago yes wow 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 and it was amazing to see you know but despite of all there is a connection between uh, the community in Iraq okay. and Israel wow they still he knows Hebrew he learned about Chaimhamanbiak he was almost uh, 90 years old this old he was now much 90 this this man what I'm talking about wow is there did, did, did you have the chance to ask him why they didn't come sooner was there ever that question asked uh, yes some of them they some of them the people who stayed there after the established of the Israeli states yeah some of them uh, were very rich and when the Jews uh, left Iraq they had to leave all behind everything behind yes even your ID papers they came like here refugees Wow. Amazing. You know, we have an exhibition here who tells the story. I saw that. And you saw, you can see also the, the suitcases. Each person could bring only one suitcase. One trunk. All your life in one suitcase. Wow, wow. And that's it. You know, and we, can, we cry and complain if we have a little bit of a hard time today. Exactly. <laughs> and you have to live all your life. Wow. All your property, your house, everything. And to come here. And some of them, they said they didn't want to leave everything behind, and they decided to stay. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, after that, it became harder, and the life was impossible, but it was impossible to leave. Right. So they were stuck there. Right. Wow. That's the worst kind of feeling, to be stuck somewhere. I also think so. And, and you know, I mean, the difference is, obviously, once you get to Israel... Ah, no one's making you stay. Exactly. But at least you had that choice. Exactly. But I'm glad for those, and I'm thankful just from those history that I've seen here that I never knew. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that uh, there were those who realized that now we have real freedom. Exactly. And now we can look out for each other, even if we speak a different language. You know, uh, to ask me, it, you know, I was born here. I'm a Tzaba. Saba, yes, exactly. I was born here, so I uh, I felt the freedom from the day I was born. <laughs> but nice. uh, you know, to to be a Jewish and to be free in my own state. But I think you have to ask people who used to live uh, in the diaspora. In the diaspora. Exactly, and then to ask them the difference how it is to live somewhere else and then to live in Israeli state. Right. But uh, what is amazing about uh, this uh, building, our center, is that this community, the Iraqi community, they didn't want to forget their past. 
they came to Israel, they said, okay, now we are Israelis. But in spite of all, we have a very rich culture that we brought with us. Absolutely. Of all those years that we used to live in Iraq. Yeah. So we don't want to forget it. We want it, not only not to forget it, we want to show it to other people and the next generations. Wow. And this is why we have this center. Yeah. Now, is your center, is it privately funded? Mm -hmm. Or is it funded also by the government? Also by the government, but mostly by donors private donation. the community. Wow. Yeah, I see a lot of people that come in and out of your building. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So this this actually uh, center has been here for how many years now? Um, this building from the 80s, but they started with it from the 70s. All wow. the research and, you know, it, it took time. <laughs> yeah, I, one of the things I noticed and uh, I'm thankful for is uh, that after when the United States got involved with the Gulf War mm -hmm. or when uh, from my understanding from the first Gulf War you have some actual uh, parchments mm -hmm. you have some scrolls Torah scrolls mm -hmm. that were see, they showed me that were hidden in the wall a Jewish man exactly. hall. can you tell us a little bit about that yes uh, in one of our exhibitions you can see the scrolls uh, the Shamash, I don't know how to call it in English, you know, the responsible of the synagogue in, the, in Basra, before he left Iraq and came to Israel, he buried the scrolls in, in his house, in the wall. In the wall. The wall, of his, the wall of his house, in order to keep them. And uh, during the first Gulf War, the Americans uh, bombed uh, Basra, and the house who used to belong to him collapsed. Now that let me let me clarify if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, that Jewish uh, man that lived there that put the Torah scrolls yes. in the wall, he left. He left and he thinking he was Israel. going to come back to. He came to Israel. Yes. And he thought he was going to be coming back to Iraq. I don't think so. Ah, okay. I was under the impression that. No, he, he didn't think. He just wanted to keep it to be sure that it will be safe. Okay. And then, when they did the bombing, the walls opened up. Yes. And here are these scrolls. There's exactly, Torah scrolls. Exactly. And some uh, Muslim people found it. And some of them also remembered the Jews who used to live in Basra. And oh, they wow. understood what it, what does it mean. Wow. They understood it's uh, Hebrew. They understood it's Torah. And uh, <laughs> one of them uh, was afraid to keep it. Because he felt that it's wrong to keep it. And, uh, you know, some people there are now they're selling things that they find. So right. he said, I won't sell it because it's wrong. It will be wrong. Wow. So, Thank God that there's still good people. Yes. And he sent it in a, you know, in a very difficult way to Canada. And it fell to the hands of the, the Israeli um, ambassador or a in Canada, yeah. and uh, somebody from there, he said, when he brought it to Canada, he said, please, I want to give it back to the Jewish people and to the Iraqi community. Wow. So they decided that the best place for it is our center. That's amazing. Yes, to bring it back to the Iraqi community in Israel. God's word found its place back where it belonged. 
Exactly. That's an amazing story. Amazing. Amazing. Tell me a little bit about the stones. You actually have some stones here that are back during Babylonian times. Exactly. Uh, how did you get a hold of those stones? Uh, it's a, first of all, it's a loan from a collection. It's from not, a collection? Yes. Okay. It's not, it's not ours. <laughs> Ah, it's on loan. It's on loan to the museum. Okay. How do they do that? Like they just say. Uh, there was a collector. Do you, do you have to pay for it? Uh, no, it's a loan. It's a loan. No, for a loan you don't pay. Right. Okay. There okay. is donation, loan, and uh, sometimes the museum buy uh, items. Okay. So then you have to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm sorry, tell us a little bit about those stones. Okay, uh, these stones, uh, the man who found it, he used to be an Iraqi, an co Iraqi collector. And they used the stone to build a building. You know, sometimes you... Uh, Michael, I have to leave, I'm sorry. Okay. But uh, you're in good hands. Okay. <laughs> Better. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, if we'll you want to come again and have a tour, and I have, uh, you know, my personal story, so would love to hear it. To be, yeah, a lot to uh, in it. Definitely, we'll definitely do another interview. Actually, we're recording right now, and uh, oh, you're I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. This is great stuff. So, uh, I want to say thank you for having me uh, today, and welcome, uh, welcome. we're going to come. Do you have a card or uh, actually an email. I forgot my. I, I had two bags, and I left oh, my card right. in my other so, bag. So just give me a, send me an email or a, or a WhatsApp with your telephone number, and it's it will be great. Great, great. We'll talk Bye. to you next week, ma'am. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. So anyway, go ahead, ma'am. I apologize. You're talking about the stones, the two. Uh, yes. So sometimes uh, you know it's very famous during the history when uh, some people uh, invent. To a state, they destroyed what was before. Right. And they used and the stone to build something else. Wow. You you can see it also in Rome. Yeah. Right. Definitely. But uh, some uh, things from the in the Roman Empire after that they were in use for the Christians. Right. 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 They destroy and build build uh, the new one. Right. So Absolutely. So these stones was part of a building in Iraq. So he found it, he understood the meaning of it, Wow! and he parted it, and uh, it came to us, not from him, his right. uh, grandchildren. Wow. Yes. Amazing. Exactly. You have amazing history here. So let's, let's move forward a little bit and talk about, for the next few minutes, uh, these young people that were preparing to come back to Israel. Uh, we kind of went over a little bit of that. But I saw that you have different um, you have different charts up that talk about the different ways that the Jews got here. Exactly. Uh, from Baghdad mm -hmm. and uh, Iraq, and it's fascinating what people were willing to do in order to come. In order to get here. Exactly. What did so you're Iraqi? So my parents. Your parents. When did your parents make Aliyah? My parents came in Ezra uh, Nechemia in uh, 1951 when all the Jews came, not before. Wow. Yes. So how old were you? Were you born at that time? No. I, I don't know how old here. you are. So. Sorry, no offense. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I was born here. You can't. That's right. You said that. And well, they, my parents, uh, they were uh, they were not uh, married. They were both young. Okay. Each one of them came with his own family. Right. And so, so okay. Baba. 
Yes. What, have you gotten the story of your parents written down? No. But uh, how do you do that? Make it a personal thing. But I know, but I, I know the story. I, I'm sorry to say, but my both parents passed away already. Uh, I'm sorry to hear yes. that. Yes. Well, let's get that story written down. I need to read it. What? The story of my parents? Absolutely. Because I, there's such nuggets of wisdom in every story. Yeah, I can tell you. I can tell you one story, but I still remember it till now. Okay. My, my mother is... My mother used to say that, uh, you know, at the last years in Iraq, in the 40s, mm-hmm. it was very hard for Jews. It starts to be after the establishment of the Israeli state. It was very hard for Jews. And uh, as a young girl, a young teenager, uh, when she came to Israel, and, uh, you know, they used to live in the Ma'abara, yeah. in the tents. Yeah. And the could you for our audience? Okay. Could you explain what that was? Ma, ma, she lived ma in. Bara. She lived in the Mabara when she first ma came. Bara, here. it's like a camp because ah it, yeah okay. Israel was very young. Right. A lot of Jews came from all over the world. That's amazing. And there was no buildings. <laughs> yeah. So where you would you, you would put them? Right. So the Israeli state they made like a camps with uh, some tents. Or uh, at first it was tents, and then after that it was uh, better and better uh, until they started yeah. to build buildings. I saw the buildings. You went from tents to what we would call in the United States a shack. It was exactly. a metal, a metal building. Exactly. And after we, and also there was uh, some uh, like houses made of tin. Wow. So it was very hot in summer. I can't even imagine what that was Impossible like. Impossible to imagine. Until they built enough uh, buildings that uh, families could live in a flat. Wow. So my mother, she came from, you know, a, a very uh, nice house. Privileged several, family. Several floors. Wow. Several floors in the house to a tent. And still, in spite of all, she, she used to uh, have nightmares about Iraq. But she's uh, running in the street in Baghdad, and oh. uh, some people are running after her, Arabs. And then she wake up, found herself in the tent. You know, I said, thank God that I'm in thank the God tent in Israel. Wow. <laughs> I'm not back in Baghdad. That's amazing. 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 To think that uh, people agree to leave everything behind. To a life that are not so good, to yeah. start from scratch, in spite of all to come. Listen, uh, this time went by very fast, and I want to say thank you for being on inside. I'm going to come back and do more interviews, okay. and we'll talk a greater length uh, next time. Listen, folks, we this is an amazing, amazing, amazing uh, center, mm-hmm. and I want to say it's it's I, I can't find the words. But when you come to Israel, inside the Israel, we take Americans on free tours. We don't charge any money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only get to take three or four or five people. That's, the, that's it. It becomes more of a liability then. But we will start bringing Americans to this center. We'll be glad uh, to have you here. It would be great to be here. So. I think it will be very interesting because the, the Iraqis, are the oldest diaspora of Jews. Oldest diaspora of Jews. Exactly. The first who left. After the burning of the first temple. Exactly. So, yeah, you're right. I never thought of that. Yeah, you're right. Yes. 
That's amazing. From there, they went there all over the world with Jews. Wow. Wow. Well, thank God you're home now. Thank you very much. And you have a country. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel and Chocolates for Heroes. God bless the patriot conservatives who stand for the Judeo-Christian-founded Constitution and Bill of Rights. Mm -hmm. And God bless Israel in her fight for sovereignty and security. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.